I'm your host, Colter Wilson, and in this episode, I'm going home. small town. Balance rock up there on the left with a giant 50 gallon barrel on top. The dog in the back seat. It's home. It's where I am. And now, I went home for one reason. I went home to Helper, Utah for history. I remember being a child, and my brother had to do a presentation for school on World War II. He went to my grandfather's house and collected some photos for school. I was a small child, and then only have a vague memory of what I saw, but remember one photo. As I remember asking my mother what the photo was, and she telling me that it was a concentration camp and that they killed a lot of innocent people in the war, it was the first time I'd ever heard those words. But from that day, I always knew what concentration camp meant. My grandfather, his name is Fior Kaller, and he was born to Italian immigrants in 1921. Right now he's 88 years old. When he turned 18, he went to work in the coal mines, and at 21, joined the army to go to the war. During the war, he was a medic. He started on Utah Beach in France, and went straight through to the Battle of the Bulge in Germany to finish the war. In all my 32 years, I've never asked my grandfather about the war. So on this trip, I did. And I recorded it. Florence, come over with her. You know, I got four of these books. You have four books of yeah. just old pictures? Different pictures. I know what they are, but I'm too far away to see them good. Is that Bing Crosby? Yeah. I was drafted. Well, I was in camp. I was there a couple of days. Uh, and then from there, they put me on a train. And I went to Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, for basic. In the medical center. 
We took the basic and everything. It was nice, beautiful place down there, at Arkansas. Then I went to Indiana, Franklin, Franklin, Indiana, and went through all of that over there. And then I went to Shelbyville, Tennessee, for uh, practice over there. And I never seen so many rabbits in all my life as was in Tennessee. They'd make a big round circle, and everybody would have a club. And as the rabbits came out, he'd kill them. But uh, from there I went to, from Jabbyville, I went to New York. And from New York, I went up the steps, right there by the Statue of Liberty. That's where we bound, that's where we stopped. And you could see the Statue of Liberty was right by me. And I went there, and then I got on a ferry boat, went across the Hudson went into Jersey City, and it was all of us together. It was 116 men to the, the outfit, 49 nurses and 50 doctors. Anyhow, we ate there and everything, then we boarded the ship, the Andes, English ship. And we took off, it took 10 days to go through uh, Liverpool. Well, on our way over there, they were practicing. Uh, Johnny Bulls was practicing on a box that was right on the water. And they got off track. And then they picked up the sub. The sub was after us. And then we went up a little bit around Ireland. And then we circled back and come in to there. And then we got off. We went, we went there to Alderham and then this girl, she was going with a pilot. It was across the street, and I came out of the the room across the street from her. She hollered at me. She said, you want to use my bicycle, you can use it. And I did. I seen half of England, I guess, on a bicycle. Me and Sergeant Brown. We both had cameras, and wherever we went, we took pictures. That's why all these pictures is here. When the invasion started, well, Patton came in, and he was in England, and he gave a big talk to all the nurses and the doctors and uh, all the officers. It was to make the invasion, and he was very, very vulgar. His voices and everything, nasty. He swore he'd done everything. What he was going to do to the Germans once we got going. And he was a really a tough, tough man, and a good man, a good man for for the, to be a, a gen, uh, general, yeah. And of course, I seen him when I was in Europe, Patton. But we went down Southampton. That night, we all boarded and went to Southampton. From there, we all boarded these. U-boats, you know, got on a U-boat. So many men could only fit on one of them. So then I went across the English Channel and I docked at Utah Beach, which was far south of France. And we only had 15 miles of ground after the invasion was done. 
And then what we done, we, we went right to the front line. We never was, you know, away from the front line. That was the system, is to get is the front line here, and we were right here, right there. And we took the patients as they got wounded, brought them in with the, with the ambulances and that. But anyhow, they had a gun, cannon. You could walk through it. It was eight, eight feet diameter, and it was everything was loaded on a train. And then they'd put it in the cave. And they'd come out in the night and shoot, and then they'd go back in the cave. Well, they hit the hospital on the right wing. They hit that. And, uh, oh, it was huge. One of the boys got the Purple Heart. You know, got wounded, so he got the Purple Heart. But that's about all that happened there. If it had been over in the middle, oh, it would have been a disaster. And we'd continue on till we come to the Battle of the Bulge. And from there, then the war ended. And as Fjord traveled around Europe, he saw many things, and he took photos of it all. When we made this recording, I saw the photo from my childhood. It was black and white, of skeleton-like men, dead and piled up in rows. So I asked him about it. Oh, I went there, then I went to the... killed all them prisoners. About five, six that survived. They had their uniforms on and that. But that was something that, that uh, Bugenwald in Breslin, there was two of them. And they were piled up. The men were piled up, just big piles of them, and stripped nude. And then they would send, like, oh, four or five hundred women to tell them, well, you... You go in there and you just take a bath. And they'd all strip down. You know, you can't imagine that all this went on. But they stripped and he told them to take all their jewelry off and everything, stack it. And you get it when you come come out of the shower. Well, they all got in the shower because they were tickled to death to get a shower. After they all got in the shower, that he went over and turned the clock. Killed them all gassed them all, killed every one of them. And then it showed, showed where they were, how they used to drag them. And they'd take a bulldozer and make a big trench, deep, and then drag the bodies over there and dump them in there and then they'd cover them up. They killed them in the ovens. They'd tap them on the head and throw them in. And I presume that a lot of them were still alive. And he hit that hot fire, or I guess that was the end of it, the gas. Cook them. And then there's a picture in there, 12 feet long and 4 feet high. It was nothing but ashes from the human beings that they stacked on there. They used every method that they could think of to kill them. And they done a good job. Real... I mean, they destroyed a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people. 
Well, that's the end for today. And as for Fjord, he came back from the war and had a family and worked in the coal mines just outside of Helper. But that is a whole nother story. You can find us at www.prototypeproduction.net. You can also find us on iTunes under the podcast directory. I hope you enjoyed today's story. This is The Prototype. <laughs>